The Bible reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not that light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, and his own did not, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. I would like to focus our minds and hearts on John chapter 1 for a moment or two. It's this precious treasure that's handed down to us in the Bible. Let's pray. Dear Lord, please help us as we come to your word. Amen. John chapter 1 in the Bible describes the transcendence and the imminence of God. Now, don't switch off. Please, don't switch off. I know. I know that you have a lot on your mind today. I know Christmas brings with it all sorts of other things. And um, these words may not seem hot on your Christmas radar, but, but if I can put them in your hearts and I can show you how amazing they are as they describe our God, then I think maybe the Lord will just blow your Christmas stockings off. And I think maybe when you get to your Christmas pudding later on and you're heaping on your brandy butter, you might even think, this is a bit bland compared to the transcendence and the imminence of God. And I think maybe if on the 29th of December, when you open your fridge and you reach to the back of it for the last bits of Christmas leftovers, I think you might even be thinking, the transcendence and the imminence of God. That was amazing. So this is my prayer for us today as a church, and I want to just spend a moment thinking with you, what is this, and why is it so good? Well, I put on your service sheet a diagram. If you've got a vertical arrow there that goes up and down, it's got transcendence at the top, and it's got imminence at the bottom with a vertical arrow in between. Let me just try and explain what these two rather unfamiliar words mean. Something is transcendent if it exists beyond your experience, okay? So, if you have a little envelope that you get given today, and you open it, a Christmas present, and it says, Virgin Galactic, and someone has given you a space flight, you know, you want to be one of those space tourists getting to blast off into the atmosphere, then that is going to be a transcendent experience, because it's literally out of this world, you know, it exists beyond your normal experience, and you'll be in another another land, basically, out of space. Okay, so transcendent, beyond, your, beyond our normal experience. Or, let's say, <clears throat> you go 
skiing this winter, or you climb a mountain, or you go walking in the hills, and you get to the top of a mountain. Can you imagine that feeling? And you look out at the mountain range, and you think, wow, this is beautiful and powerful. This is, this is beyond my everyday life, this mountaintop, okay? Transcendent, beyond your normal experience. Or maybe someone's just going to cook you an amazing Christmas dinner. And um, you know that feeling where you sit back at the end of dinner and you put your knife and fork together, you've eaten as much as you can, and you pat your tummy, and you say to the chef, that was transcendent. <laughs> Try that one. I think I like that one. Um, but you, it's, it's beyond your normal dinner experience, right? It's, it's, it's beyond. It's something else. Okay? Do you get the idea? Transcendence. By contrast, imminence. Bear with me here. Okay. Imminence means that it exists within our experience. So if your auntie normally lives in Japan and she comes to your Christmas dinner today and she's sitting there across the table later, she's, she's imminent. Not to be confused with imminent, which is spelt differently and means something else. It means she's within your day-to-day reality. She's at your table. She's talking to you. You can say, auntie, you're here. Or let's say... Um, if your pet cat or, or dog walks into the room, then they are imminent. You know, they're, they're with you. They're part of your everyday. Or if you reach into the cupboard for your favorite mug later on and you put the kettle on, that's your imminent experience, right? That's your normal mug for your normal brew, and that's part of your everyday life. Get the idea? Transcendent, beyond your normal experience, imminence within your normal experience. Why am I going on about this on Christmas Day? Good question. Well, I want you to love God more. So let me ask you a question. Is God transcendent or imminent? Genuine question for someone brave enough to have a go. My hearing's bad, so you'll have to say it a bit louder. Imminent, okay. Any other takers? Both. Interesting. He is both. Yes. So you're not wrong if you say imminent, but I would just want you to add, he's also transcendent. He is both beyond our wildest dreams and experience. He's out of this world, the creator God, but he's also imminent. Don't just take my word for it. Let me show you in this incredible Bible passage, which is one of the ones that Christians have said Christmas after Christmas after Christmas for 2,000 years. Do you have it there in front of you? John chapter 1. Let's start off with the transcendent stuff, shall we? Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Just pause there. The, The Word is like saying he's the logic, he's like the unifying laws behind the universe and he was there in the beginning. Of course something had to be there in the beginning, otherwise he wouldn't have had any planets. Something had to bring the universe into being. So that's, what? That's transcendent. You get the idea? Verse 3. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So pause there again. He's saying, he's saying everything was made through God. So if you're at Chris Stingle um, a couple of weeks ago, do you remember we said God created all things? He created Christmas trees, and he created my, my knobbly knees, and he created bumblebees. He, just, he, he made everything. Nothing exists that wasn't made by God. That's transcendent. Verse 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. We talk about someone being the life and soul of the party, don't we? 
Maybe you've got someone in your household who's the li- they're going to be the life and soul of the party this Christmas day. Imagine being the life and soul of the universe. That's God. Utterly transcendent. In him was life. And then verse 5. The light, it says, shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's amazing, isn't it? That's utterly transcendent. You know one of those birthday candles where um, they relight. You, you think you've blown it out and then it just goes and it fizzes up again and you, you blow it out and it comes back again. Well, you could say God is like one of those birthday candles because you can't snuff him out. He always exists and he always will do. Unlike humans who sadly you can snuff out. So you see, God is transcendent, but stay with me here. He's also imminent because verse 9, for instance, says the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. See, that's, that's a very Christmas thought, isn't it? By, by definition, he's not just out of this world. He's coming into the world as Jesus Christ, the Lord. Verse 10, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. So there it is again. He was in the world. He's in our world, in our experience, imminent. Verse 11 says he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him. See, so he he came into the world, transcendent God coming. And finally, verse 12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor a husband's will, but born of God. And here you have the gospel offer of new birth. And note that God is not far off or distant. He's not over the mountains and far away. He's close, he's giving, and he's adopting. He's imminent. So, I'm saying to you today, God is both transcendent and imminent, and hopefully you can tell I'm just ready to fall off my Christmas sofa with joy, and and maybe the the, the flame begins to glow in you as well. He is great. Just just to be clear, if if you're wondering, um, there's a little danger that you, you think, oh, well, that's all because of Christmas. So um, before Jesus came into the world, God was not imminent. And then, thankfully, the transcendent God came into our world and everything changed. Just, you've got to be careful with that thought. Because before God the Son becomes a baby in a manger, he was still imminent. He was still everywhere and near to his people. So if you're interested in that kind of theology, then you can just enjoy God throughout the ages, both transcendent and imminent. Just before we're done on this theme, um, two dangers. Tempting to say God is only, wow, he's only transcendent, he's only all-powerful. And that is what some religions try and do. They sort of take the idea about God. Islam tries to do that. Some high churches try and do that. And it's understandable because you want to say, God, if he made everything, then he must be high above everything. But you can't know something that's beyond your existence. Right? If God is only up there, then you can never be sure about anything, because it's all mystery. On the other hand, some people flip it, and, and they say, well, in that case, I much prefer the idea that he's down here. He's close to us. He's imminent. And that's what um, liberal churches often do. They understandably want God to be down-to-earth, accessible, empathetic, human. And so they, they end up majoring on the fact that he's imminent. But... You can't worship something that's just like you. If, if God is just one of us and he's, he's just the best of us, then don't worship him because that's, that's a, a created thing. 
that's not God. So I'm saying to you that if God is only transcendent, then he's unknowable. And if he's only imminent, then he's unworshipable. So what do you do? Well, I'm coming into land here. You take John chapter 1, verse 14, and you put it in your pipe, and you smoke it for 12 days of Christmas, because it's amazing. So John chapter 1, verse 14. The word, okay, transcendent word, became flesh, wow, imminent flesh, God with us, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. We in our imminent world, us, ordinary human beings, have seen the glory of the one and only Son in his transcendence and majesty because he came from the Father full of grace and truth. Perhaps if you take one, one Bible verse away, I'd, I'd, I'd beg you to take that away. The Word became flesh. I fear I've totally baffled you on Christmas Day. <laughs> but um, some of you are smiling at me and I'm grateful to you. Maybe, you know, some films, they require you to um, watch them a second time, like Inception just completely confused me, and I had to watch it again and again. Maybe, maybe you can enjoy thinking about this again and again and again over the 12 days of Christmas. One final thought. You can know God. You can be sure about God. In all his majesty, in all his transcendence. Someone said to me earlier this year, how can I be sure about God? Because there's so many religions, there's so many ideas, the Bible is so big, what am I supposed to do? I said, look, it is deep, but it's also really simple. Jesus. He said, what? I said, yeah, if you, if you just come to Jesus, I mean, he is the word made flesh. He is God in skin. So if you can make up your mind about Jesus then everything will resolve. He's either God or he isn't. He either, he either tells the truth or he doesn't. He said, oh, that's very refreshing. I said, I know, it's so good. So can I commend you again, this amazing baby in the manger, Jesus Christ. If you feel alone at Christmas time, I pray you'll know the imminent God, the one who came near to us. He's Emmanuel, he can be with you, he's part of your world. He's not remote or far off. He, he came into our world so that we could be part of his world. If, on the other hand, you feel rather over-familiar with Christmas, you know, some people have their Christmas day, like, mapped out. Everything is meticulously planned. They know what they want to do. They know what they did for the last two decades, and they just plan to do it again. Well, that's good, but there is actually more, certainly, to, to God. And I hope you can enjoy that thought. Even in the over-familiarity of Christmas day, you can know the transcendent God, who you will never fathom, who you can never me- measure, who you can't get bored of because he's amazing. I was sent a prayer by some friends earlier this week. They just sent it on WhatsApp. It was the audio message of them praying. And they, they just had a grasp of this. I felt like in, in the way they were praying, they were able to pray to the transcendent God who could do anything. And yet also the imminent God who was so near that he would love to do anything for us. Let's pray. I'll just leave a moment's quiet. And it may be that um, you're not used to praying or you haven't ever prayed with a thrill and joy in your heart to this God. I'll, I'll leave you a moment to pray in silence to him if you would like to. Our great God, we, we worship you today. You are transcendent. You are out of our world and we worship you. But Lord, you're also imminent and you, you came to be with us. You came to Bethlehem 
Jesus Christ, God, the Messiah, the Lord, and we, we worship you, the one who came near to us. Amen.